Forward Podcast, yeah. Oh, not happy day. <laughs> Where are the birds? Why don't they chirp? Is your puppy giving you a forlorn glance this morning? I don't even know what forlorn really means. It sounds sad. And puppies can make sad faces. Oh, the sun looks a little dimmer. I bet if you had ice cream uh, last night, it didn't taste as good. All right, maybe not. <laughs> Only Shakespeare can capture these sad moods in his Dost Vow way, I think. Let that music get too loud. Sad music. Debussy. Claire de Lune. Oh, moon. Oh, moon. I'm making up a poem. Your silvery cold glance on me. <laughs> Makes me sad. Rough week this week. <sighs> what are you going to do? All right. Well, that's what we're here for today. We are here to bring your mood up. To make you happier. After getting zero out of nine possible points. But hey, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this together. You and I, and Kenny, and Joey. And I think we even have a, a therapy session planned today with, with a medical professional. <laughs> okay, maybe not. But before we begin, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Valla. Um, I'm a member of the Groove Machine. I have sung the national anthem for you a few times, too. And this is the Center Forward Podcast, podcast related to all things Louisville soccer, Louisville City, racing Louisville, uh, national teams. Looking forward to getting some local content in as well very soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy week, man. I don't know. It's, it's, I, this is the first time. This is a first for me. Uh, three games, no wins, not even a draw. Blah. But anyway, we're here and we've got a nice show for you. We've got uh, the usuals. Uh, Ken Luther and Joey Cecil are going to be a part of this. Also, our first supporter spotlight interview with Mike Winder, the father of Joshua and Elijah Winder. Fantastic conversation about... Um, what he's uh what he had to deal with uh getting his kids involved in local soccer and uh certainly the pride he feels to have his two boys as a part of this right now and and his family in general uh really good stuff i'm looking forward for you to listening to that you're going to enjoy it plus some other things i think we got this is a therapy day <laughs> I just it's it's all about trying to feel better now it was a little hard to try and feel better with this segment ah <sighs> five things but we did our best. Anyway, five things about last week. Get it over as quick as possible. <laughs> Number five. Someone wake up the DJ. Man, I'm sitting there listening to the uh, Birmingham match. And about 15 minutes in, the drummers start the same beat. Mm, button, 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 button. And then, like 15 minutes later. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, you know. Hey, they're there doing it. I, I always respect people that support teams that don't have, like we, we have, you know, when you have 10,000 people in the stadium, it's a little easier to hide, I guess. But I guess uh, just a, a self, uh, self-gratuitous self <laughs> shout out to the Groove Machine. Man, you guys are, are awesome. I love them so much. Anyway, here we go. Number four. 
Forget that. Somebody wake up the offenses. Ouch. <laughs> One goal in three games? How much does Louisville City miss Corbin Bow? I'm telling you. Big deal. And, and then, you know, we're going to talk with Joey about some of the stuff related to racing as well, connecting to, to Nadia and, and, and getting some more of that going on. How about number three? How about someone get Joshua Winder a medal? That run that he made to stop uh, or to help stop that, that potential goal and really sacrificing himself, very courageous. And like I said, I wanted to make sure I talk about that with Mike and uh, really looking forward to that part of the conversation. Uh, number two, how about someone get us a home game? This was so weird, right? I, I, a whole week after so many games in such a short period of time, and then all of a sudden, a whole week, we're watching three games on TV. <laughs> I was like, I was going to just go, go tailgate for the hell of it. Um, but, you know, we've got uh, we've got a long stretch coming up with, with Louisville City not being around. I want to say at least four games. Here we go. Number one. And this is the most important thing for me right now. I'll tell you. Someone get us an ambulance. Ooh, the injuries are starting to mount up. You know, I really think we missed uh, Shayna Matthews tremendously in those matches because she had such pace. And, 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 you know, obviously on the men's side, with, with just we'll talk about that with Joey, too. We're just loaded up with, you know, <laughs> the casualty list is getting is getting higher and higher. But who knows? You know, maybe we'll, we'll get it all worked out. Tough week, right? It, it, it's just so hard when you're so used to so much success. To see these, uh, to, to, to not get at least one result. But that's okay, man. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. All we need to do is take a big pause. There we go. <laughs> uh, man, oh man. But we're going to be fine. We are going to be fine. I'm just saying that to get to the end of the tune here. All right. All right, and here to do the analysis once again is Joey Cecil. Joey, how are you, sir? I'm good about yourself. I'm uh, I'm trying to shake off not sleeping well last night, but I'm sure I'll be able to do that. Um, the older I get, the worse it gets. <laughs> so, Jesus. Oh. Yeah, man. But anyway, speaking of sleepy and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how what much... A, we'll make this fun. What, sh- what a shitty week of soccer. I hear you, man. I hear you. It's just... Uh, Ugh. It's so weird to for for this town now. We're so spoiled to to, to to not get a result in three games is a little rough. But um, let's 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 start. Let's go back to last Wednesday, uh, the Sporting Kansas City match. Um, uh, go ahead, just go ahead and start, and I'll jump in. Well, you know, we had the normal eleven back, I guess we would call it, right. and we got dominated yeah, in that first half. Uh, the own goal was deserved. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is it was our two most, what I would call our two most trouble spots that gave it up mm-hmm. central mid and right back. Right. They yeah. combined on that, on that goal. And, you know, I, I've wrote down here, what was this hangover from the cup? You know, we were lethargic, we were sluggish, but I wonder how it could be hangover from the cup when all these players were rested. Right. 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 That's a, that's a really good point. You actually didn't, you may have even mentioned that it didn't, I know that they had uh you know, you're going to have a physical hangover plus an emotional one too after such a sure. big moment. But you know, when most of the players really didn't play a whole lot in it, yeah, and just, we just came out flat. And even away, we shouldn't be down two nothing to the team below us in the table. Hear that? 
Now they did they did get a, a I think was it one or two players back from um from international duty, which I mean, but it's not sure. I mean, that's not gonna it shouldn't change it. No, all that. Much. And you know, and then you know, at half we change out our right back and central midfield to try something different. Mm-hmm. And honestly, not much really changed, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, one note I did have was you know, Jim Bonner took a beating in that game. Yeah, yeah. She every did. time I, oh my gosh, every time I turned true. around, she was down. <laughs> she was um, which which brings me to a point uh-huh. after after last week with Michelle and this week with Gemma. If you have a B name on Racing Louisville's roster, you need to take out extra health insurance. <laughs> you are a target, man. She she did get beat up bad. Oh. She, she just kept taking those punches though. It was really impressive. Could, about the most impressive hear, thing. That I happened. could hear ta- I could hear Taylor Twelman tensing somewhere <laughs> with all the headshots she took. Yeah, it was there was and I. There was one question they didn't. Um, I don't. I, mean, I remember she was a little bit woozy. Yeah, and they didn't. Do, do they have the um, uh, concussion protocol in NWSL? I'm not even sure. That, that I do not know. But she was brought back on really quick. Right. It didn't make. That was one yeah. thing I was concerned about. And it happened. Um, but it happened last night as well. We'll get into that later. But you know, somebody you have somebody woozy and you have somebody sort of doing that i was a little uncomfortable with them starting you know letting letting that go so quickly i agree with that i, I do agree with that and then you know we we, we do get a goal back right. cc kaiser had a great goal right but what's amazing was our comeback and i have that in quotations was really nothing more than trying to bomb balls over the top yeah you know but our goal in the comeback was playing through the middle playing down mm-hmm that's where we got our goal back. But instead, we were just trying to lob stuff over the top, the Hail Mary attempts. And, you know, it was a 2-1 score line, but honestly, it wasn't even really that close. Yeah, I, I, we, I, I agree. We had one moment of magic, and that was it. You know, they, they dominated us for most of that game. Yeah, it was it was a tough watch. And, and you know, I figured there'd be a bit, like we're saying, there'd be a bit of a drop-off. Um, I do believe that uh, Matthews was not available in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and her not being in that roster, I think, is 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 a telling thing because you start talking about athleticism, yeah, and and, and pure pace, uh, which in both of these matches, you know, we, you know, with, with 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 minor exceptions, something that we're, we're we're lacking in a little bit right now, I think. I agree, and you know, and and just you know, against Kansas City, I, you just tell like Ebony just didn't have it, yeah, yeah, uh, and and, and when and and when our strikers aren't firing, there's not much else in the reserve, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to that later. That's okay. a whole other other topic for later. Okay, but, so, but yeah, it was just a rough, rough first start to the week. Yeah, man. So then we got to uh, <laughs> we got the game two, <laughs> which I don't so, know how much better it got. <laughs> yeah, I, and 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 you know we get to Louisville City, mm-hmm. and this is where I'm gonna say this: the Central Division is back on, and it's time we acted like it. And yeah. focused on it. Right. I'm tired of this conversation about chasing El Paso or Dude, whoever's number one in the league. I am 100% with you. 100%. They want, all, they want all roads to lead through Lynn. Well, apparently they're going to need it if you play like that on the road. <laughs> yeah, you make a great point. Right. I, I don't care. There's like 13 matches left. I, I, you know, I, I hate this talk because now we went from a seven-point cushion to now it's four. Right. You slip up again in this five-game road trip, mm. it's, it's now breathing down your neck. Yeah. And I hated this conversation because people act like it was already sewn up when it's not. And no. that's one thing I couldn't stand watching the game was, you know, our focus has been something we've never done before, being number one overall in the league. And I go, well, you need to wrap up your division first. I hear that. I totally hear you. And I, and didn't, I didn't see anything 
in this match that tells us that we're going to run and hide. That's for sure. Correct. Correct. You know, this was this was this was honestly one of our first real tests of the season, mm-hmm. and we came out flat. Yeah, it was it was it was. You it, know, yep. Go ahead. This is Danny Cruz's first big on-field test. Okay, is figuring mm-hmm. this out now. Right. This road trip. It's a lot uh, of games, man. What's, it, what's four of the next five? I think it's I think it's the next five. Okay, I cool. think we're home Friday, and then we're is at least four more. Yeah, you're right. I you're think right. five straight. You're right. Um, if not, if four or five straight, and this is his first tactical test because at home we're getting everything out of our guys, but yep. going on the road, it's it's been a mixed bag. Mm, yes, it has. I, and I, some I, of this, some of this is also, you know, I blame the announcers from last time. The injury bug is creeping in. Yeah, man. You know, that is no, no doubt Jogo, about about, yeah. no Jogo. Ownby was questionable. Mm-hmm. Corbin Bones been out for a little bit. I was I, that question came up in my mind was where's Corbin? Yep. Where's he been? Yeah. Uh, Sharpie's back out hurt. McMahon went down. Yep. So you Nial know we're too, having, right? Was Nile on the bench? Did he play? Nile Nile is out hurt. Yeah. Um, that injury bug is starting to crop up, and uh, you know about the only only person I've seen the last two games who has stood out to me is Antoine Hopeno. Yeah. You know he's been putting in quality effort. He put a solid. But, he was solid yesterday. And, but but beyond that, it was just, this was, this was, you know, the first time the bell, I think the bell is rung and like a match for us, almost like a boxing match. And we, our, our chin's been bloodied. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, like I said, there was nothing, you know, uh, nothing that you can stand out. I'll tell you, there was one thing that did happen that I really, I really did love seeing was, was that run back by Joshua Winder. Yeah. To stop that goal. And it was pretty fearless. Um, you know, he took a pretty good knock too, but he was uh that was pretty <laughs> that's pretty intense. I, I continue to be impressed by his maturity. I mean, mistake here and there in the last game, but overall I'm still you know, the, nothing the sky's more than the rest kid. of the squad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing more than the rest of the squad, which is actually all that more impressive. Yeah, totally. And then here's something too about that is with the injuries. You know, they've been, you go from a turf surface to a grass surface to a baseball surface, you know, that, that's not healthy. You know, I know O'Connor has talked about that before. I know Hackworth, talk, Hackworth talked about that in the past too. They're constantly switching surfaces. That's just terrible for your legs, I man, certainly for your knees. It, I, it, it is, yeah. it is. But at the same time, this is not something brand new to USL and American soccer. You're right, you're right. You know, uh, this is something where if you've played in the USL for many years, as a lot of our players have, it's not a shock to your system. You're, you're right. Yeah, it's you just, know? We'll see what happens. And I mean, I really don't know what else to say about that match. <laughs> there I can say, you, you know you what the good news is? We get FC Tulsa again on Friday. Okay. We get another heart attack match. Yeah, that's true. God. Uh, so, you know, th- but I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm not so in, so much interested in Friday. You know, I'm 99% sure that's a home game. Right. You know, that's that's not what concerns me is the next road match. How are they going to come out and how are they going to respond? A couple of, a couple of, I know they're going to Hartford. I know that's one yeah. of them. So that's not a short road trip against a team that, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to be a pushover. And, yeah. Ooh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be rough. It is going to be rough. Man. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's time for them to act like one of the best teams in the USL. Yeah. Hear that. Hear that. And then we go to uh, last night <laughs> to finish oh, up this trifecta of joy. <laughs> the cherry on the sadness cake. Oh my gosh. You know, we, we make four changes, which I'm not mm. against. Right. You know, we bring in Martin, Malay, Ekich, and Ashley for mm. Bonner, Simon, Nagasato, and Salmon. Right. And it was just a repeat of Kansas City almost. Yeah. There's a lot of one-way traffic. Yep. 
a lot of one way traffic, lock, a lot of lack of connection. That was the one thing I really um, between yep. midfield and and man, just watching having to watch Nadia run, you know, literally have to pace or, or track so far back just to get some sort of service. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, or Savannah having to take the ball off the central defenders. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I was really impressed with with their left. Uh, it was Chapman, I believe her name was the her, their left I think so. back. But overall, I mean, that's a pretty well coached team. I mean, Houston they also they, you know they also got a, a couple players back from from break. Uh, they just yeah. looked, they look pretty well disciplined the whole match. I was you know for a team that's supposedly fighting for a playoff spot, I thought they were pretty impressive. I did. Too. I mean, they they came out and that was a professional win for them. Yeah. Um, I did have one big issue with that game. Okay. We were down a goal, mm -hmm. and the first tactical change Coach Holly makes is to bring on Simon and Hendricks, right? You know, and yeah, take off Emily Fox. Fox. Yeah, that was. And weird. I go, I I need to I need being Christy Holly. I need being John Malkovich. I need to be in his head <laughs> and see what was the rationale. Right, right. Uh, because that doesn't change the game for us. If if anything, from what we've talked about on this podcast, is it almost makes us more of a liability. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I just wanted to know, like, what was the thought process there? Mm -hmm. So, disappointing week. Um, if we're talking, you know, racing themed overall, yeah. I, I need to see something different. Yeah, there's, there's, my biggest concern is, look, I, you know, this, this, the, the Women's Cup is over. It was a yeah. wonderful, it's a wonderful uh, moment. It's a great stepping, stepping off point. But chapter two's got to start a little better, and you know there's got to be a reason to to keep people interested in this thing because there were, I think there's seven points back already from a playoff spot. Yeah, um, that could get dicey real quick and, if we don't start seeing at least the next two or three games get some sort of if, results to keep us interested. Well, if you want something that's very concerning, is okay. Looking at the stats across the league, mm -hmm. we have the least amount of shots in the league by 37. Oh my, we are 11 behind on shots on goal. Damn. Uh, we have we we have given up the most goals. We are second worst in goal scored. Mm -hmm. Our possession rate is forty seven and a half percent. Jeez. But but if you do want to know what we lead the league in, it's offsides. <laughs> this is <just> so. <laughs> like I was just looking at that and going, I just I'm looking at this going. Okay, it's time to do something different. Yeah. There's not just you can't just be the worthy expansion club. We're gonna right. put our head down this right. year. You know, that's not the expectation we have here, unfortunately. Right. It's, it's score lines that aren't descriptive of how the game actually was. Yeah. yeah. You know, they were dominated three of those four halves. Mm -hmm. It could have easily been three or four nil in both right. those games. Right, right. And I think it's time we see a change or something. And this is not saying change Coach Holly. Right, right, But I right, need to right, see right. something out of him. Right, right. You know, it's not just plugging in different players in the same formation. Mm -hmm. It's time to see something, you know, experiment with something. I'd rather, I'd rather lose two nothing, trying something different, yeah. than just running out the same tactics and once again watching our our, our ladies struggle to link up and struggle to get yeah. possession. Well, other than that, it was a great week, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of the roughest soccer weeks in in, in yeah. Louisville since I think we we've gotten teams. Well, I know it is, and but you know what? We're going to come back uh, in a little bit, and we're going to discuss a little uh, how we dealt with our sadness of, of professional sports teams that we support. Yeah, and then also we're going to talk about the USM US men's national team their roster. So we're going to do that in a few minutes, Joe. Uh, hang on, we'll talk to you in a bit. Yes, sir.
Well, folks, like we said, this is a therapy show because of everything that went down last week. So what I did was I procured a private phone call, which I could probably get in trouble for, <laughs> um, between a patient and a person that may be the greatest soccer fan therapist on the planet. Hello, you've reached Dr. Matt, the Freud of football. Is this Dr. Matt? Why, yes, yes it is. I really need to talk to Dr. Matt. Sir, please, calm down. you found Dr. Matt, the Pavlov of the pitch. How may I help you? Well, you see, Dr. Matt, I'm really depressed and sad. Well, sir, that's why I'm here. I would love to help you. What seems to be the problem? Well, you see, Dr. Matt, my week has been a total shambles. And why is that? Well, both of my soccer teams that I am a fan of here in Louisville lost their games last weekend. I don't know if I can handle it. Well, I'm glad that you called. Our connections to sports teams can be very intense, and we end up having strong feelings of joy or sadness with their successes or failures. It's not that uncommon, you know. Wow, Dr. Matt. I must say you sound very, very smart. That's the reason I'm the one making money on this phone call. Wow, good point. Uh, so, uh, so uh, how do we start, Dr. Matt? Well, first, I want you to relax and close your eyes. Mm, well, Dr. Matt, that may be a problem. And why is that? Well, um, I don't have any eyelids. Excuse me? I don't have any eyelids. I may regret this, but, sir, why don't you have any eyelids? Well... It was my cat. You see that, um... Wait. Your cat? Yeah, my cat. Fluffy. The most beautiful Siamese cat you've ever seen. Wait. Fluffy? You named your Siamese cat Fluffy? Sure. What's wrong with that? On how many levels? Well... Are you saying your cat Fluffy tore your eyelids off? Well, you see, Dr. Matt, Fluffy is a very jealous kitty. She saw me staring at my neighbor's young female tabby across the street, uh, who is quite the sassy little feline, I'll tell you. And okay, who the hell is supposed to be screening these calls? Next one that gets through like this and somebody's ass is getting fired. Uh, excuse me, Dr. Matt? Oh. Oh. Um, nothing, sir. Please, continue telling me about how your cat... Fluffy. That... Yes, Fluffy. You want to hear about Fluffy? Oh, okay, great. There was this other time where Fluffy and I were watching a movie together, and, uh, well, uh... I'd... Okay, okay, enough about Fluffy. Just cover your eyes, somehow, and we'll begin the exercise to relieve the anxiety and depression you were feeling from seeing your favorite soccer teams in Louisville losing last week. Well, gee, Dr. Matt, why did you just say so? <sighs> okay, Dr. Matt, I am all set. Very good. Now... Allow the deep, sonorous, dare I say, majestically operatic baritone of my voice to soothe your frail nerves. Imagine my voice as soft moonlight, gently reflecting off of a mountain lake. Think of my voice as a warm pillow you lay your aching brow upon as a soft summer rain lightly taps on your window. There. Sir? Sir, are you there? Sir! Oh, oh, um, um, wow, kind of dozed off for a second there. 
Must be the meds. Excuse me? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Well, now that you are relaxed, I want to share my thoughts with you. Okay. Sir, you have to understand, as much as you may love a sports team, there is much more to life than that. There's the camaraderie, born of the shared experience of supporting that team. There are the moments of elation when your team pulls it out and wins a big game. And finally, even in losing, you can share a beer with your friends and remind each other that at least you're not Sensi fans. So, Dr. Matt, you're saying that seeing my favorite sports team lose games should make me feel like I want to dive into a wood chipper? As much as I don't think I'd have a problem with that, if you ever consider calling me again, no. You shouldn't feel like you want to dive into a wood chipper. Wow! I must say, Dr. Matt, I really do think talking to you has helped me. I'm thrilled. So, um, what do I owe you? That'll be $125. $125? The ad said it was only going to be 100 Consider the extra 25 a fluffy fee. I'm not sure I'll ever truly recover from hearing that. Yeah, I guess I'm uh, kind of attached to her. Well, thanks again. Me and Fluffy are off to our yoga class. Man, you should see her when she does that downward dog thing. I mean, she, like, really gets down, and she then she allows... Uh, Goodbye, sir. Yeah, I don't know about you, but, uh, not bad. I think that that's uh, quality work those two guys just did there. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ken Luther. Ken, how are you, sir? Well, I'm a little... Depressed. A little depressed. <laughs> I mean, four four games between two teams, and we had, what, one tie and three losses. Yeah, man. This, this is not something we're used to. This is not, not something we should be put through. This is, uh, I mean, I, I recognize that we are spoiled little brats when it comes to winning in soccer. Right, right. Uh, in this uh, club. Right. Although racing's new. Mm-hmm. Um. But really, that's that's entirely too many losses. We gotta we gotta get on it. We have what? Just road games, lots of road games. I yeah, think we we're, do. That's we're the back first this thing. weekend, and then we're on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. And we were worried about this part of the calendar mm-hmm. um, for, for good reason. I think it's four of the next five are on the. I think we we'll do. We play home next with Louisville City, and then the next four are on the road or something like yeah, that. That is that is what I understand. And I know uh, racing bounces back and forth. I don't think they have two home games in a row. Maybe they do. But I don't think yeah. they do the rest of the year. I mean, there's there's some long, but it's weird, right? When you're you we had so many games going on, and then there's a whole week of like nothing. It's like my entire social life died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, COVID's coming back, so that's probably Yay. a good thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. You know, here's my my question is is at what point do we uh, start having vaccine validation to go into the stadium? I mean, we're, we're having higher COVID numbers than, we're, than we've ever had before. And, right. And all this stuff. Is is this something that the club is considering? Because uh, maybe it should. Be. I don't know. Well, I think I think it's got to it be. It could be done for them. I mean, I don't know if there's a uh, – I don't know if they can – if there's some sort of mandate that they can or can't. I have no idea. Um, I think uh, there's no government mandate, right. and I don't think the government is going to mandate it, especially in this state. I think they're leaving it up to the private organizations. Right. The problem is it's a logistical nightmare right, right. to do something like that. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I guess there's – I see. I, I mean, I've got my shot, so I don't know if you have to get more. Or, it's, just, it's just you get pummeled with so much information. Um, 
and I, don't, and I don't mean just this. I mean like in general, in the world. I mean, we're, it's like a, it's not even a twenty four seven news cycle anymore. It's like a sixty twenty four seven news. Yeah, you gotta edit your news flow so you don't get too much stuff at you all the time. <laughs> and I, I set aside a time of day where I read the news, right. and then I get a summary Sunday mornings on a television network okay. news show. And that's it. That's all I do. So it's like 30 minutes or so, 45 minutes reading newspaper articles and then an hour listening to stupid talk, talking heads provide their opinion mm-hmm. on things. And I'm not going to take in any more of that because, yeah, you know. It is too much, man. How many opinions can you take in about stuff? Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's right. got one. And and it just, I don't know, man. It, after a while. And then you reflect it, like I said, when you start talking about the, the Louisville City thing where, we, we, you know, what about, worrying about the mask thing and whether, you know, who knows how far they go with it. I mean, does it turn into another complete sort of deal where you can't go to games or anything like that? How far does that go? Different states do different things. Yeah. It's so crazy, man. I'm pretty sure that in Kentucky, we're not going to shut anything down and we're not going to necessarily limit attendance. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we go back to universal masking, I hope not. I hate it. I'll do it. Right, I will do it, do it, but I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not we go to some sort of vaccine verification, which I think is a better idea than shutting things down. Right. But, you know, if it gets too bad, we're going to have to. I mean, it, right. it's it's gotten to the ridiculous levels right, right, at this point. Yeah, and I don't know anything about, um, you know, I, I just, I, I, like I said, I got, I do what I have to do to where I think I've got it covered. And because I'm just constantly, constantly barraged, and it's not just the news, it's social media. After a while, it's just like, I mean, how long can you stay underwater? <laughs> you know, right. pummeled with this information where you're just like, you know what, I got to play a video game or some damn thing. But you got a cat. Well, no, you I got a cat, it. man. I got two cats. I want to ask yeah. you a question. Yeah. I think this is important. What's up? Are you a okay. cat person or a dog person? You know, I always thought I was a dog person. And, and then... Okay, cats, uh, they're a lot easier than dogs. So, you know, Rebecca and I like to travel a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with a dog, it's it's a little bit more challenging. Yes, but is. with a cat, assuming they're not like cats that have never seen other people like our cats because <laughs> we got them during, <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> as long as they're cats, that can, they, can, they can handle themselves for a couple of days as long as you got like an auto feeder and stuff like that. So... Right. But there's 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 pluses and minuses, and and you know cats' poops are smaller than dogs. Yes, dogs' are. poops are big, so let's get a small dog. But it kind of defeats the purpose. It's this thing where cats, dogs are, their will is easily broken. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it sounds so terrible, like you're holding a light to them. But you know, it's like cats. You got to earn. You got to earn it. You know, cats are not get earn trust. You know, when yep. when you earn it, they become like I don't know. I love cats. I'm just I've always been a cat person. So I mean, I mean, not that I don't like dogs. I do like dogs. It's just there's something about cats. Cats are cool too. I mean, they'll be yeah, walking I, around like you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna go do something. You could. <laughs> I got. I have two cats with two very distinct personalities. Mm-hmm. The the first cat we got, Magnus. Uh, we rescued him from a farm because basically all his brothers and sisters got eaten by foxes. So he had a rough childhood. So Mm -hmm. we we rescued him from the farm at a very young age and he's got serious trust issues and he's like a frighty cat and (laughs) and stuff like that. Uh, but he's very protective too. 
my daughter came over one time when we weren't here and he like hissed at her and it was, he, he was trying to get her out of the house. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Cause he's like this little, you know, 10 pound cat. Mm-hmm. Then we, uh, we got another cat Paco and Paco got cat coronavirus. Oh geez. Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing either. Didn't think he was going to make it, but he did, but he uh, lost his hearing. So he's deaf. Oh, um, and he also doesn't miss many meals. Matter of fact, he goes out of his way to make sure he eats as much as possible, as fast as possible. He's so he's a very uh, robust, robust cat. deaf cat that can't <laughs> jump on anything, but he likes snuggling. Yeah, so man. you know, he, he he has no problem with trust as long as you feed him, he's gonna love you. So two very different cats, oh, two two very different teams as well. Man, we got uh, yeah, we've got some. Uh, I'm 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 not as concerned for Louisville City. The injuries have mounted. Not that they haven't mounted for racing either. How bad is Corbin Bones' injury? Do we know? I don't know, man. He was he was I thought he was the missing link. I mean, I know you Joey does the analysis, but right. we we were really missing that. Yes, we um, are. And I think that uh you know, I think that the speed and pace when you match that with Ombi out there, that's pretty lethal. It is. You know? Yeah, I, don't know, but- I I love Paolo to death. He's you know he's he's the stalwart. He's the captain. He's the, but uh, he just doesn't have the the how, how do I say this speed? <laughs> it's the speed to get around the field to move the ball in the middle. Um, so it was uh, kind of upsetting. Yeah, and then the the, the uh, two ra- that. the two racing games. Um- kind of exposing some depth issues, I think, with a couple of key injuries. I mean, Shannon Matthews, I'm a huge fan. And not having her out there with what she can bring. Although Kaiser played pretty damn well, I thought, yesterday. A pretty important person out there. But Yeah, we play we play this kind of blocky 4-4-2, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't give a lot of um, flexibility in the middle. Um, and, and, again, I think we're struggling. Uh, we're struggling in the back. Bonner didn't play last game, yeah. um, and we're struggling in getting the ball out of the back mm-hmm. to the front. Right. And it's that kind of middle of the field. Freya seems hot and cold. Yeah. You know, she had a terrible game two games ago, and she had a great game last mm-hmm. game. So maybe a little bit more consistency there. I liked it when Savannah was playing in the middle, but then I felt as if she maybe ran out of steam, and then she was just playing right. more to the back. Mm-hmm doing more distribution forward. Uh, so we definitely need some more distributors because Nadim's getting no service. Right. No. So Yeah, she's not. And, uh, and the thing is, the other thing too is um, clock's ticking. I mean, I think they're seven points out of a spot right now. I think they have a game at hand on one team, but generally... It's looking grim. You know, it's looking grim. They're going to need two or three results if they want to be in the conversation. It's just, well, you know, keep our fingers crossed, I guess. Yeah, and playing those extra games, well, not one of them was an extra game. Yeah, that's with, the last with thing all too. the emotions that went with it. Really, kind of, I think, sapped their energy a little sure, bit. And playing most of those games, we knew that was going to happen. Sure. In hindsight, being twenty twenty, I think it was worth it. It's absolutely totally. the, the 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 you know the amount of press we got off that, the amount of yep. fans we put on the team, something to build on for the future. We we probably had a tough chance of making the playoffs anyway. I'm not giving up hope, right. uh, but I think it was worth doing the women's World Cup. 
Yeah, man. So, um, or the woman's cup, whatever it's called. Woman's cup. Yeah. I didn't they had to say world. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. Meant not, not the only person that's made that mistake. <laughs> well, anyway, we talked about cats, and it's hard when they lose. When everybody loses, it's not as much fun. So we covered Bummer, cats dude. and cups and and uh, yeah, it's raining stuff, and it's rainy and it's blah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tired of hot weather, and I don't know what else to say. What do you want to say? We got two home games this weekend, right? I think so. So there you go. Two opportunities so to Friday, Friday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday. To have so fun again. Another... At, least, for, at least with the men. I think the men are gone for weeks after that. So yeah. enjoy it while you yeah. can, I guess. All right, Ken. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll do this again sometime. <laughs> All right. All right, pal. Okay, folks, before we go on, it is time. For the most insightful, intense, deep, dare I say, sultry analysis of the greatest sports league in the history of sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the MLS moment. (laughs) I'm sorry. It makes me laugh. I enjoy it. I hope you do too. Okay, man. Here we go. The Manchester Yankees win big against a team owned by an NFL owner, which sucks. El Gridlocko ends in a 3-3 draw. That team from New Jersey with the wrong name loses, so screw them. And last but not least, Cincinnati gives up two goals in a minute to find a new way to lose. The NLS <laughs> What's wrong with them? It, it's... Oh, my gosh. It's comedy now. It, it's, it's like... What else could they do to make us enjoy their suffering? Well, hopefully they'll come up with new ways real, real soon. <laughs> okay, let's welcome back Joey Cecil. Now, before we get into the uh, national teams, the national men's team, uh, United States roster selection for the World Cup qualifying uh, this week, uh, brought back some memories of supporting some pretty bad sports teams. <laughs> yeah. Now, Joey, I know you live out here. Uh, you're born and raised out here, right? Yes, Louisvilleian from birth. Okay, now I'm not sure about what pro sports. No, I know you support. You're a Steelers fan, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, as far as other sports, I'm not too sure though. Well, I'm a Reds fan, so I'm used to heartbreak and, and disappointment. <laughs> okay. You know, the first playoff game I ever got to see in my Reds history was Roy Halladay's no hitter. Oh, okay. So, so I'm used to being disappointed. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a Chelsea fan when it comes to international soccer. They've had their moments, but. You want some sad sports teams, you know, there's always been the underperforming U.S. men's national team we'll get to. Yes, absolutely. The Trinidad and Tobago heartbreak. (laughs) Um, One of the lowest moments of me as a sports fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, An interesting one I kind of follow is Sunderland. Oh, that's a good one. There's a great Netflix series for those who are unaware. Sunderland Till I Die. I've seen it. It, That is a really, really good, that is an outstanding series. And it, and it motivated me to start following them because it was, I just, I appreciated their fans so much for, for how, for how just lively and, and how great they were Mm -hmm. through being relegated from the, from the premier league and the championship in back to back years. Yeah. And here we are a couple years later, and they're still in League One. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and they you know? have such a history, too. Golly. Um, so, you know, I, I follow them. I follow uh, my favorite other European team besides Chelsea mm-hmm. is from my uh, uh, my family's homeland of Germany. Okay. And Eintracht Frankfurt. Oh, all right. Who, who is one of the capitals for poached players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they had their highest finish last year since I've been a fan of fifth. And this year they haven't won a game yet. Wow. 
Uh, they're known for having their players, you know, as is, as is the German tradition. Mm-hmm. They get a great player, and it is snatched up by a bigger club. Right, right. And it's that, that, you that know? happens so bad. And, well, you know, yeah. their top scorer the previous two years, Andre Silva, is now with Leipzig, mm-hmm. Red Bull Leipzig. Mm-hmm. And their previous top scorer, Luka Jovic, is in Real Madrid colors. Wow, that's right. So, so you know, I, I haven't had too many rough teams, mm-hmm. but, I, you know, I've also had that, well, you know, we're just kind of middle. We're just yeah. going to living here in the middle as an Everton fan. I, I feel that every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and in soccer too, man, is, other than the men's team, I, I I've been pretty lucky because as a kid, our high school team was so good that, yeah. you know, there were perpetual state champions and that was before, yeah, you know, in the seventies, I'm growing up, there's no club teams, you know, it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, there's no, there's no, certainly no tier. So, you know, your high school teams in all sports, really, they became your community sort of thing. And our team was so good. I mean, year after year after year. And then you yeah. have, you know, the the one year you've got McLean, uh, not McLean, he was before, but you have uh, Harks and, and Tony Miola on the same high school team. So, I mean. Hard to mess that up. No, that's what I'm saying. Hard to mess that up. I, then, I understand that, you know, because I come from Trinity here locally, which. Right. You know, they fund pretty much every sport possible mm-hmm, and yeah. they expect to win. Mm. So I understand that. I understand that completely. Yeah. And then we have, uh, when I was, I had the Cosmos when I was a kid. So they, I mean, they sure. rarely, if ever lost, I mean, it was weird. It was because it seemed every now and then there was some, some dirty pool being played to make sure that they, <laughs> the officiating yeah. in that league was weird, man. But it was, you know, year after year they were competitive. And then my, in soccer, then when the teams coming up in the eighties and nineties, like in the eighties, it was hardly anything, but in the nineties, you didn't really worry about success too much. You were just happy to have a team yeah. when the men's teams started. It was so nice to see them actually. You know, the first couple of World Cup. Well, the first one wasn't bad. I think they beat Columbia in that first one. But, um, you know, then they had a really rough go uh, in the second one that they were that they qualified, second and third. And then, But you're seeing, you start to see some success. And you're like, you know, we're not going to win a World Cup, but at least it's nice to see them win a little bit. And then Trinidad yeah. and Tobago happens. <laughs> and sets us back a whole generation. Saw that know? coming too, man. I, I told people they got so mad at me. Couple a couple mutual yeah. acquaintances that we know. Well, one of them flamed me on, on on social media. I won't mention his name, yeah. but I said, look, I, I this I, I said going into it. I said this on the radio thing when they I was on the I used to do that radio deal that they have here, the Soccer mm-hmm. City Radio. Whatever. Soccer City Radio. Yep. And I said, look, this is a fourth place team. Yeah. When you looked at the roster, like, what do you mean? For blah, 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 you're just a you're a, a negative person. I was like, no, we have the fourth best roster. I was wrong. We yeah. were fifth. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it was just a, it was the for for that that generation of the men's national team was one of our better, but it was at the tail end of that generation. Yeah, and it was a team that always played down to its competition. That's true. That is so you know? so true. Or or they'd play up. You know. They had that shocking run at the Confederations Cup. No one's yep. all come. Remember and then you well. go and lose on the road to Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. You know? But, you know, the good news is this, Joe. You ready for this? Yes, sir. Our favorite teams aren't Arsenal or FC Cincinnati. <laughs> I, so we Arsenal, are living a good life. Uh, they're the, the, they are we the are FC Cincinnati a, of world football are, now, man. Oh, my God. I, I saw I saw Jim. You know, I used to be a big Columbus Crew fan, but everything that happened over the previous few years, yeah. just I don't need that drama. Right, 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 right. But I saw, you know, it's rivalry week for MLS, and mm-hmm. I was at the bowling alley Friday night watching it while bowling, and I was like, oh, FC Cincinnati's up 2-1 in the 80th minute, and I saw a tweet that goes, <laughs> 
There's no way they could screw this up. Oh, they did. <laughs> Before you, you you look up at the TV, it's two one. You get you 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 get ready to throw a ball. You throw the ball. Come back. I go. Oh, it's three, three two. two. <laughs> wow. Only the only FC Cindy could they, figure a way to do that. that. They just it's so it's so many creative ways to lose, man. So, but you know, anyway, I, it's I saw. I, I, think, I think one good way to wrap it up is that you know we've all had these trials and tribulations as fans, and mm-hmm. it's a badge of honor. Yeah, man. You know? I think we almost I think we almost come together more over our 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 losses and our rough times than we do over our joys. That is absolutely one hundred percent correct. Because a fan base, when you suffer together. After a while, you just being a Giants fan over the last few years, it's just, and then other periods, you just, ugh, you know, yeah. it's you sit there, and, and the analogy I use is like you, you, you're holding on to a rope, and if you let go, the, the you know, you're gonna fall into the abyss. But they give you enough enough just to hold on to the stupid rope. Yeah, teams. But hey, man, it's it's a uh, it is. We'll get, you know, one week of of sadness is is when you consider the success at. These two teams have certainly Louisville and then racing win in the women's cup. I mean, we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've we just, got go ahead. I'm sorry. We have to take our bitter medicine, you Amen. know. Amen. Now I've got the roster here for the uh, okay. that's been released for the for World Cup qualifying. Um, yep. Uh, I don't know how you want to do this, but we, we'll do whatever way you want to. Uh, submit. So, not, well, I'm going to say not so many so much interesting names as is. I, I don't see a ton of surprises on here. That's that's no. The, I agree with know, that. I, I agree with down. that. Starting with the keepers, I, I don't know who else you put on this team. Yeah. Besides Turner, Stefan, and Horvath. I think that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest debate spot from everything I've heard. As far as right, who starts at goalie? I hear that. Because you know you've got Zach Stefan, who has been the presumed number one right. for a couple years now, mm-hmm. but he's played one game since the Nations League final. Absolutely correct. And you've got Matt Turner who stood on his head in the Gold Cup and has been playing weekly since then. Right. And if everything I, I heard, you know, leading into uh, this was, you know, Stu Holden, Taylor Twelman, they're all pointing towards Matt Turner mm-hmm. being between the sticks. And I don't disagree with them. If I, I have to play the game tomorrow, I think Matt Turner is my keeper. He's your hot hand. You know, it, he is the hot hand, and there's no reason why you wouldn't put. I agree with you 100. I, you know, to not play for his, you know, being over with Manchester City, is wonderful. But we take away all the glitz and the glamour, and and who you're who you're practicing with, you don't have any game time. Correct. I, it just that, um, that matters. That has I, to, I I do not. But here's the thing: with a couple of these positions, I do not expect the same person to start all three games. Right. Right. I can see Stefan stepping into one of these, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I think, but I think that's the biggest, the biggest decision point is who's going to start in that goal. And then we get to our back line. And that's another question is what are we going to line up with? Hear that. Um, because the biggest question is where do you put Serginho Dest? Yeah. And I I don't see that level of talent. I just don't see how you keep him to play, but he is, he is more, he, he likes to go forward more than he likes to defend. Yeah. And we saw in some of his recent games when he was paired with Brooks on the left. Mm-hmm. He left Brooks a little wide open at times on an island. Right, right. So I think it's almost in the best nature of that team that he starts at right back. Um, where I think I think my back line, if I had to start tomorrow, mm-hmm. is I got Anthony Robinson yes, at left back. Yes, I'm looking. I was just looking at his name. I got Brooks, mm-hmm. Miles Robinson mm-hmm. after how great he played in the Gold Cup. Right, and then Dest. That would be my back four. I wouldn't be surprised though if you have Dest at left back and maybe I never thought I'd be saying this from recent years, but maybe a DeAndre Yedlin. Yedlin, I was just, you know he's his his career has re, his sort of been re-energized a little bit. 
And but man, the it, prodigal son, like right. at one point, one of the hottest things in U.S. soccer. Yep. And, and, and then just got lost overseas. It's not that weird place where you're playing for a team that's fighting for promotion almost every year, it felt like. Or relegation, yeah. you know. And, and, yep. and then not being a, a consistent starter for them. Yeah. You know, so you're sitting there going, you know, uh, granted you're getting the experience of playing against those teams and I'll take playing, I'll take playing, you know, EPL teams, you know, every now and then over anything else. I really would. It's just, he sort of got lost a little bit and I'm wondering, I'm wondering if now that he's been resurging a little bit more, maybe he gets a little bit more of a look. Um, The only other name on here that I'm, uh, that makes me scratch my head is I don't know why Tim Reams on this roster. Yeah. I think that's just more. It brings it brings some veteran, yeah. You know, in a roster that is really young, yeah. Okay. Overall, you know, your veterans here are Brooks. Your veterans are Reem, Yedlin. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, we've got a lot of first timers in the World Cup qualifying cycle. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. Oh, so you do need those guys in the locker room, even if you don't need them on the field. Right, right. I totally so, agree. So then, then you get to the midfield, mm-hmm. and you've got our smallest group. Yeah, you know, only five names that are listed by the U.S. official roster, mm. and no surprises there. No, um, I think you know, I never again something I never thought I'd be saying earlier this year. I think Kellen Acosta starts in our midfield. He, he's gonna get he's gonna get a hard look. It's just that who do you? When I you think look at the I three, think, the second, third, and fourth names on here. You know, Adams, Legette, and and uh, McKinney are McKinney. are the names. I think it's a three man midfield with Acosta, Adams, and McKinney. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And also, I'm not trusting Tyler Adams to stay healthy. That's true too. That's a good point. He does. He does have injury problems. And then you know we get to our forwards, mm-hmm. which is one of our deepest units. Oh, but yeah. it's a lot of names, but maybe not standout quality. No, it's just you know? a, there's a glut. I mean, Reina is the guy, and that stands out completely to me. I mean, Reina, and and then the 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 question: it, How recovered is Christian Pulisic? Yep, yeah. that's gonna be a huge question, especially with. Three games in a week. Right. And two games in Central America. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how recovered is he going to be? Uh, and then why does the striker position exist? Mm. Uh, especially in U.S. soccer right now, why does the striker position exist? Because we don't have a standout player there right. in this young group. Right. You know, Daryl DK did not make the final roster. Right. He didn't really show out that much. He didn't show out. I, I didn't think he should have. I didn't, I didn't go back, go back uh, to another one. You know, I'm a little surprised at James Sands being on this. I, I, I missed that. Agreed. Defensively, agreed. too. I was a little surprised. Struggled a lot at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very surprised Jossie Zardes didn't make this roster, but he's dealing with his own injury issues. Right. Right. So I think you've got Josh Sargent up top with Reyna and Pulisic yeah. for at least one of the games. Yep. And I think Ricardo Pepe is going to get a is going to get a sub or at least a start. In he's one of those so teams. hot, right? He's uh, another one of those players that's been playing pretty well in MLS. You know, yes, and and a potential dual national, right? Right. Mexi- Mexico's also too. after him, so I think he was not brought in here just to just to get introduced right. to, the, to the squad. Right. He was brought in for a reason. And imagine, you know, you keep in the one name that's a real question mark here but everybody's i have not seen him play in league stuff and that's still a fuente i, I yeah people his name's been popping up the last couple of weeks he 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 got a a uh, couple games with the u.s men's team earlier on in in this year or late last year mm-hmm. where we saw a little bit of his quality but uh he's another one of those attacking midfielders that is is the future but we're waiting to see how he fits with the national team right you know 
We've also got, uh, you know, that that guy who was who was in that spot three or four years ago, who was trying to resurrect his career now, Timothy Weah. Yep. All the big news awesome at PSG friend. four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and it's kind of been wandering the wastelands of yeah. French soccer since yeah. then. Yeah. But it's it's kind of resurrecting his career now. Yep. Um, Brendan Aronson's been on fire. Yes. At his club team. Yep. I was going to mention that, and that's you so. Know, so we we've got some depth and we've got some quality, but the thing is, how is Burhalter going to throw him out there for three games in in seven days? Yeah. And yeah. I think this is. I mean, could we have a worse opening draw to World Cup qualifying than two road games in a week in Central America yeah. and then Canada sandwiched in between? Yeah, and that Canada match is going to be tough. They're, they're out for our throats, and, and I don't yeah. blame them. You know, I mean, they, they really want to prove something this cycle. And but, Go ahead. But I'm at, I'm at the point now where, you know, we kind of chatted about it. Too. I'm like, it's put up or shut up. Absolutely. If this is one of the best American rosters we've had in a long time, Especially at the club level and on paper, it's time to put up or shut up. It was nice to get two trophies this summer. Yep. But this is where you erase the memories yeah. of the previous cycle. Yeah. And the last thing we need is to struggle in one of these games. All right, Joey. So, what do you think about points wise uh, where we want to be after the first three matches? I need seven. Yeah. I need at least, I need two convincing wins on the road at El Salvador and Honduras. Right. And if we draw Canada, it would be a little disappointing since it's a home match. Right. But if we draw Canada as the sandwich between those two, mm. I'm okay with it. I need seven. Ideally, we take nine and take care of business. Yep. I'm not thinking that's going to happen. But my 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 hope and, and my prayer is seven. Right, right. And, and you're talking about even though we're playing in Central America, um, El Salvador is not something that I'm terribly worried about. Um, Honduras is they're experienced yeah. Um, they've played together for a while but still talent wise when you look at this roster yeah. versus and, and remember Honduras played us tough in the Nations yep. League semifinal absolutely absolutely. so if we draw that game it's not going to kill me the Canada game like I said they're, they're, they're hungry they really want to prove this cycle that they belong and they're going to come after us I mean just full bore they're not <laughs> that's going to be a rough battle. but it's good to have another rival it's good to have yeah. another rival in, the, in this in this in the on this continent because we kind of need it, man. Well, I mean, for 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 a while there, there was the triumvirate of U.S., Mexico, and Costa, Costa Rica, Rica. Mm-hmm. and they've just fallen off a cliff. Yeah, they're, um, they're, in, they're in free. Jamaica Jamaica pops up in the Gold Cups in the tournaments. Yeah, but they but oh, they're also they're also a little rough now. Very disappointing. So, their their last so, was very disappointing. The last two three years they've been very disappointing. Yeah. So outside of Mexico, mm-hmm. I I would say if we do not take care of business this World Cup qualifying cycle, I might I might have to switch to being like a fan of Ireland or someone else. <laughs> they got great fans. I mean, I mean, but we we, we need Ireland's this is the awesome. this is the time to earn the trust back for American fans. That, you know, this has been like a bridge building mission this summer. Absolutely. We got two trophies. And it's time to keep the momentum going. Totally agree. And I'm hoping. And the la- and, and mm-hmm. the thing that's going to hurt the most is if you come out flat for this week. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that that's not the case. I mean, there shouldn't. Be, they should be excited. It's a younger roster. The, I mean, the future of this of of this team is so young, and you know this is a good chance to for them to to to, to seed. A, a, a great future, you know, it, yeah. really, because there's and there's a lot of players that are coming up that are young that aren't even on this, 
that we haven't even talked about. And 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 there's there's a future here, you know. Yeah. You know, you, MLS has found their lane for a little while anyway. That we're you know they're 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 growing United States talent, but these young kids they're going off and they're playing these amazing teams and these amazing leagues and they're having success. Yeah. It's so, it's like I've said on this podcast before. It's amazing that in my lifetime. We went from going crazy over an MLS player getting loaned, an American MLS player getting loaned yeah. to a European team, like a Premier League team, to now we've got guys who start for Chelsea, who start for Dortmund, who start for, for Barcelona, yep. week in, week out. It's unbelievable. And it's time for them to do that in the national team colors. I agree. I agree. Well, pal, um, we're going to see. Uh, once again, Joey, I want to thank you for being a part of it. And uh, uh, I guess hopefully I will see you this weekend, I think, if you're going to the game. Yes. Yes. Right. Thank you again, as always. All right, pal. All right. Before we go on, it's time for a little did you know that? Uh, did you know that this is the first day in September, if you're listening to this on Wednesday? Leaving that last week of August behind because it was so blech. So with a new month, figured it'd be kind of fun if we learn some things about the month of September, because September gets us closer to fall, and I love fall. So anyway, here we go. Get your pens, your pencils, your uh, your iPads, your a quill, whatever. <laughs> Here's some stuff about September. Here we go. The name September comes from an old Roman word, septum, which actually means seven. That's right. September was the seventh month of the year on the Roman calendar. It did not become the ninth month until the advent of the Gregorian calendar. So how about that? September was technically July. And then they moved uh, they moved months around because, you know, calendars and Romans and whatever. <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't know that. Number two, the first newspaper to ever be put into print in the U.S. was published on September 25th, 1690. The paper was called Public Occurrences, both Foreign and Domestic, and was published in Boston. The newspaper was to be rather short-lived as the British were displeased with its contents and put a stop to it straight away. How about that? The government telling newspapers what should be in them and what shouldn't be in them. Uh, no comment. Let's just move on. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, here we go. Hey, September 17th is an incredibly important day in the U.S. <clears throat> As it was on this day in 1787 that the Constitution was adopted. The U.S. Constitution. Greatest document ever written. Thank you. How about them rights? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Hey, September 1st, 1923, today's September 1st, the day that Rocky Marciano, championship heavyweight boxer, was born. Rocky's Italian. Anybody that's Italian from the New York City area loves Rocky. Only heavyweight to be undefeated. Never lost a fight. 49 wins. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And now, most importantly, September is National Happy Cat Month. I love cats. Cats are awesome. Cats get a bum rap. I like them more than dogs even. Because dogs are, dogs, you know, they're easily broken. Their will is easily broken. Whereas cats, you have to earn their love and respect because, you know, they're cats. And they think that they own you. But anyway, there. did you know that? Uh, September, did you know that? Hope you liked it. Okay, really looking forward to this. The first time we've ever done an interview. Supporter Spotlight here on the Center Forward Podcast Show. First, we're going to say hello to Ken. Ken, how are you, sir? Hey, what's going on? Oh, that's great. Um, uh, I'm doing fine. Hopefully you're doing fine as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Mike Winder here, Mike or Mike D as he's, he's, his nickname is, uh, is that correct? Mike, did I get that right? Yes, sir. Mike. D. All right. Mike is going to be, uh, Mike is the father of Joshua and Elijah. 
um, who are both both part of the Louisville City. Uh, I think is is Elijah still in the academy? Well, they're both still in the academy, right? Joshua's still technically a part of the academy, right? Well, actually, uh, they technically are not since they both have signed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they're both with the team now. Yes. Awesome. And um, I think Joshua is 16 and Elijah is 18. Did I get that right? That's correct. Awesome. So uh, we just want to ask you some stuff about how your kids got involved in it and how you got involved in it. But before we go ahead, why don't we just uh, please tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is Michael Winder. I'm feeling very wonderful this morning, <laughs> this afternoon, or whatever you call it. I, uh, I work at UPS. I'm an aircraft maintenance technician. Okay. And we have four kids, and all four of them was involved in soccer. Oh, okay. Okay. So how? What, at what age did, um, how, I guess, what age did they both start playing at? Well, uh, Joshua was six years old, and Elijah was eight when they first got on the team together. Uh, the older brother, which is Isaiah, uh, he was with the uh, Louisville uh, University okay. until uh, COVID hit. And then he had to uh, drop off of that. So I'll say uh, 10 years ago for Joshua and same as for Elijah. Okay. Um, I guess the first question I had was one of the things I'm really interested in is the whole the, getting kids uh, involved in soccer in this community and, and getting them uh, noticed, I guess, however the, the, the local systems work. So was there um, – uh, was there an academy they first went to? Did they join the league? How did that all start with them? Well, they all started with the Y. Okay. And then we uh, came up through uh, Oldham County uh, Thoroughbreds. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we left Oldham County Thoroughbreds and uh, went to Ohio Elite, which is now known as Elite Academy. And uh, from Ohio Elite, uh, I think we started getting noticed when we uh, joined into a futsal, which we traveled around okay. to uh, like St. Louis and, and Kansas City and went to Orlando and ESPN and uh, played nationals okay. and the world. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, so we, they came in second in the national, in the world and beat Brazil and lost to the championship. Yeah. Did you, did you play soccer? Is is that how they discovered the interest, or is this just something they discovered all on their own? Man, this is something they discovered on their own. I did basketball on track. My wife, uh, she played basketball and uh, did a little uh, track. But, uh, yeah, neither one of us was soccer. So, so you have four four kids, right? Isaiah, Elijah, Joshua, and then there's one more out there. Who's yes, that? My my daughter, Ariana, she's with the Racing Academy. Oh, of course she is. Course why, why? I wouldn't expect it any other way. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she's, four, she's 14, and uh, yeah, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had three older brothers to play against, so you know she's, she's going she's gonna to be great. That's awesome. Yeah, she's tough, man. She's tough. She plays center back. All right. Well, that, that's an excellent position. Um, Elijah. What haven't seen Elijah? Is he? If we're gonna see him soon again? What's going on with him? I think we are getting ready to see him. Uh, I say he's about eighty-five to ninety percent right now. Uh, the uh, little outside kicks with his feet, you know, the outside kick over, roll over, you know, passes. 
Those mm-hmm. is what he's trying to work on in his cardio, but he's it should be coming up soon. Now, yes, I'm okay. looking forward to now, it. Now, when, yep. when um, how did the team first contact you about about having the kids play for them? <laughs> that was a very interesting question. Uh, so we was trying to get Elijah noticed mm-hmm. and uh, was trying to reach out. With uh, Pat, and because he know contacts and trying to get him on the international scene, and he said he couldn't give us no uh, recommendation until he seen them, mm-hmm. and so they needed help at that time. Uh, was falling short a couple of years ago, needing practice, and they invited him to come out to practice, and at that time he was going to collegiate, and. The rest is history. Well, and and I guess the one of the things I've always heard about is the challenge of having kids play in academy groups or anything like that, as far as the pay for play thing is concerned. Because how does how did that impact you, or did it at all? Well, it really didn't until they was ready. Which I like how the USL is handling it because. Uh, they can go out and like train with the teams and, you know, they can even get on the team on the same field with them as long as they don't receive money. As soon as they receive money, then, you know, they ineligible for college and everything else. You know, they got that uh, pro, you know, title on their name and then they, you know, knocked out of everything. Yeah. As far as USL, you know, you can, you can pay them, uh, uh, a place to stay and uh, give them some food, but you can't pay them. Mm-hmm. But once you sign the contract to receive pay, then you're no longer you're you're a pro now. You're not, not an amateur, right. I guess. I don't, I don't, you're I don't, eligible. Not, thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah, Title ten and all that. Yep. Right, right, exactly. Not an amateur. Uh, for Elijah, it was you know we had to do the amateur thing first and then the pro. But Joshua was straight. You know, uh, okay, he signed the academy contract, and then it wasn't too long after that. You know, we just he he said he wanted to go for it. You know, and it was offered, and he, he accepted. Okay. So okay, so two two. Let's see. Um, Joshua and Elijah are still in high school, correct? All right. Uh, Elijah is actually uh, should be through. Uh, my wife knows more of that. I, I normally sleep in the daytime, so I'm just you know, superintendent. <laughs> he should be done. We believe right, he's done. Right. I think he's done, but uh, Joshua, yes. Matter of fact, they are uh, doing some classes right now, him and his mother. Doing like the, uh, the the online kind of learning stuff because they have um, practice or uh, uh, work to do in the morning with the team, correct? Right, but we homeschool, so okay. uh, they sometimes do it through Skype, and my wife sometimes goes down because uh, Ariana has practice today, so they just try to make a whole day out of it, you know, because she has to do schooling with Ariana also, so Ariana packs up with her, and they go down there and see Joshua. Hanging out at the academy? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and just make a day out of it. So have you been to the academy? I haven't been in. I, I want to see what it looks like inside. Uh, 
I think I might be able to knock somebody on the right door and see if I can get somebody <laughs> to give me a. I think they let. I think they let you in. I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. They might. They might let me in. We could start uh, a petition. I, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I think uh, put a protest out there. I want to see in, but uh, <laughs> they've been telling me about it, and it, and it sounds like it's real nice. And uh, uh, like I said, uh, you know, this is something that's been needed uh, here in Kentucky uh, for a long time. And are I'm you a K- are you a Louisvillian, a Kentuckian? No, I'm not. I'm actually from Tennessee. Tyler Gibson, uh, me and his daddy grew up near really? each other. All right. Yes. Yeah, we found that out in the stands. He asked me where he was from, where I was from, and I asked him. I was like, "You're joking," <laughs> you know. It's like so many streets across from each other, but uh, it just shows what kind of what kind of world this is and how small it really Absolutely. is, you know. But uh, no, but I've been in the in the community, the soccer community, for so long okay. that we knew that stuff, something like this, it was too many clubs going on. Right. You know, there's too many clubs, and the clubs didn't have the right fields and all this, the right backing. You know, some of the clubs had the good coaches, and some clubs needed some other coaching. And, you know, it was just too many clubs competing against each other. And no, nobody wanted to join. Well, that's one of the things that I I used to do another show, and we used to have people on that are coaches and stuff. And, um, that sort of was this, was what they would generally say is that sometimes things were so disorganized as far as, and I don't want to knock them because I'm not saying all of them were this, but the communication and being able to get in touch with them just to have your child join them was a challenge for some of them. Did you run into that when, before Louisville city came along or. Well, actually we was blessed because, uh, we were the inaugural team for Ohio Elite. Okay. And we knew uh, Charlie Trauber, who's a director. We knew him personally. And, uh, you know, we kind of helped do everything we could uh, because of the cost. So we were trying to help out any way we can to barter, you know. And because uh, we had, at that time, we had four kids playing travel soccer. Right. Oh, boy. And, yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. That's a lot of I raised three. I, right. I, so, I, so I don't so think I could add another one in there. That's way too many. So you understand. Yeah. Oh, I understand. Yeah. So uh, us knowing him and, you know, we was in constant contact with him. And I guess with Joshua and Elijah playing on the same team and sometimes Joshua playing on three teams, it was needed that we were uh, able to be in touch with, you know. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have that problem uh, per se as getting them exposed. Uh, the only problem that we was trying to have, which really wasn't a problem, it was just was a, a dream, is getting Elijah at first, you know, getting him seen for as a national team. You know, uh, they both had gotten invited Elijah got invited one time and went, and then Joshua, as uh, just recently uh, in the past, got invited uh, for the national team tryout, uh, and that's how it all got started. Okay. But once the name get out there, you know, it's out there. So, so when did uh, so Elijah tried out for the national team? When did when did he have a look for that? Dude? It was when he was like um, 
I'm going to say he was about the same age as Joshua is now, about 15. So the under 17s? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, he actually got, uh, because I tell y'all, uh, futsal is amazing. I yeah. love soccer, but futsal is just right. so amazing. And they really looked at Elijah during futsal. And Joshua was on the same team, and it was just like, it wasn't fair sometimes, you know, <laughs> to have them both out there on the team. I've, I've played <laughs> against like, teams like that. You're just like, oh. come on, really? Yeah, football yeah. is a great, uh, a great sport for developing uh, close-in skill mm-hmm. yeah. uh, with players. A lot of, a lot of, they play that a lot down in uh, Brazil and in South America. So, I, I guess we could kind of see it. I'll That's awesome. You, it, was, it was amazing when we went to the world. Uh, just a little joke right here. It, it wasn't no joke. It's, it was really funny. Uh, when we played Brazil, and we beat Brazil 5-2, and some of the people was asking my wife, and I didn't say her name on here, and I think I need to. Her name is Renee. Okay. Uh, they was asking my wife, Renee, uh, where was we from? And we was like, we're from Kentucky. And they said, Kentucky? They were Kentucky Fried Chicken is? We're like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all we got. From. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we got, the Kentucky Fried Chicken and shoes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to ask, I got to ask, the, now you've got a 16 and an 18-year-old kid, kids, and they are, to me, they're kids. I mean, until they're 21, I, I you know, you know how it is. Right. Now, right, they're know. playing and hanging out with guys in their 30s. Have they talked yeah. at all about what that's like playing and, 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 and socializing and being part on a daily basis with people almost twice their age? You know, when you have multiple kids, you know, everything is, is different, And even though they come from the same factory. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for those who know Elijah, Elijah is very reserved. And, you know, so he hangs out with, you know, he'll hang out with John Abdul, and he'll hang out with, you know, like maybe Oscar. You know, he's rooming with Simone, you know, and so, you know, he talks about, you know, what they do, you know, they pretty much playing ping pong and, you know, stuff like that, going out to eat. For Joshua, you know, Joshua's pretty much hanging out with Jogo all the okay. time, you know. I mean, they got to be an age, age thing, I think, right? Right, right. But like when they go, when they go travel and stuff, you know, uh, they they doing the uh, Fortnite or FIFA, you know, or whatever, and and playing the other games. But it's making I think it's allowing Joshua to see how pro athletes really are and allowing him to come into his own, you know. So, like I say, uh, Jogo is a super super fine young man, uh, and he is a good. Uh, Mentor for Joshua okay. in that. Now Elijah was. I'll, I know you probably do remember, but Paco Craig sure. took Elijah up under his oh, wing okay. and was calling. Yeah, Paco was a good mentor for Elijah and showed him everything. Showed him, you know, you ain't got to be trying to spend all this kind of money. Right, right. You know, you don't need to do this. You know, just do what you need to do. He was cool. Yeah, Paco Craig. He was one of our favorites. Yeah, I, I miss Paco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I named my cat after him, so <laughs> nice. how much I like them. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I was just wondering what uh, from from Dad's perspective, what 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 do we expect? What's coming up in the future? What are we looking forward to, and, <laughs> and where do we want to go? I want to know it all. <laughs> well, I tell you what, man. So, 
I have this niece. She lives in uh, Jefferson, Indiana, in uh, Jeffersonville. And uh, she goes to some of the games with us. And uh, she used to play soccer. So uh, I like to, we like to mess with each other. And so she asked me, what's my starting 11 when Elijah gets fixed? And uh, <laughs> I got a good starting 11, but I don't think Danny going to go for it, though. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I really do feel that Elijah's going to get his chance. Mm-hmm. You know, Joshua has come on, and the position that Joshua plays, the game is in front of him. You know, okay. so he's at a good age where everything is, you know, he's got the talent. And he's got to drive, and he's got somebody back there with Toast that's teaching him right, and Joe Go, who's, you know, they inseparable, you know. So, you know, and the game is in front of him. And for Elijah, Elijah plays the middle. So, you know, uh, Elijah's going to get out there. He's just going to have to get his cardio and get that, you know, every move, movement of his foot, his right foot needs to be real because it's going to be, but action, because he's in the middle, and that's where you know as well as I do. That's where you win the game. That's in the middle. Yeah, he's know, a number. But, he's a number ten, right? That's that's yeah, what I yeah. always heard. Is uh, he was our yeah. Magnus Rasmussen replacement, which I was right. really looking forward to. Right, right, and, and I and I'm, I'm just and I'm telling you, man, I have a feeling that if he gets out there with Napo, it's gonna be something sweet to watch. But uh, but I really feel that uh, you know. Uh, one, I want to give kudos to Luther City uh, administration for when Elijah got hurt, how they handled everything. Uh, it was top notch, and you know he's still under he still has at least another year and option after that. And so I feel that if, I'm calling it uh, September 29th. He ought to be back by Atlanta. Okay, you know, and uh, that's where my brother's from. He went to the game that was in Birmingham. I didn't get to go, but he drove mm-hmm. over. And my brother wanted to see another game. And uh, I told my brother, I said, well, you might see both of them by September 29th. That's just, that's just me. That's awesome. But I feel that uh, they will both be out there together one time. I really do, you know, uh, because both of them are, are fighters, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, Elijah don't say that much, but he's a real tough dude. And uh, if y'all have heard him getting his ankle set, on the telephone, like I did, you know how tough he is. Golly, golly, yeah, it was, it was rough. Man. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and, and and for, it's got to be. I mean, for for you and Renee, uh, it has to be not just your two your two boys, but it sounds like your kids are a great source of pride, and what they're accomplishing. I mean, that's got to be amazing. I tell you, it's uh, I tell you, you know, I'm gonna try I and make you cry, man. I'm trying to make you cry, Mike. <laughs> well, you're doing a good job. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, Joe, it's, you know, when we used to go to the games before they even got involved with it, we was at the uh, Slugger Field, you know, sitting in the stands, all of us. And, you know, and, you know, when I get into a, fa- when I get into a team, I'm into a team. And then when Elijah started practicing with him, I'm like, man, this is awesome right here. You know, he was getting us, we was getting, you know, to get close to the teammates and stuff. And, hey, Ombi, what's up, brother? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, OJ. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. And then he signed it. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then Joshua signed. I'm like, okay, this is really crazy. <laughs> 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 so, you know, and then people coming up to me talking, hey, your son, your son. I'm like, 
Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. That's my boys, you know. But um it's I give all glory to God mm-hmm. for giving them the uh talent and for them being able to put it out there in a place where they can be seen and somebody want to use them. Right. You know, that's just awesome for them to be as young as they are doing a fun thing and getting paid yeah. for it. <laughs> that's awesome. I guess my last question would be, I mean, as far as education is concerned, this was one I, I was going to ask before. I, you got both of those kids are going to be in a place where they're going to be university age. Is that something that they're interested? Like, how, if they're interested in that, and then how does that work with being part of the professional soccer community? Well, well, as of right now, uh, they can not play for college. Right. They can they can still go, right. uh, but uh, you know, for as you know, trying to go to get a degree, if they was going to do anything, I think they will be leading more toward the trade. Uh, like myself, you know, okay. I, I'm an aviation maintenance technician, mm-hmm. as I said, and, you know, it's just uh, more simple. Uh, I don't know the right way to put it. Uh, it's more directional. You know, they want to do this. They want to, you know, they can focus on that. They will do better, I feel, in a technical college type deal than rather as a sure. university going for the gen eds and stuff gotcha. like that, you know. But uh, they are, um, Elijah is supposed to be uh, taking classes now, and Joshua, as I say, we're finishing up his high school, and uh, then we'll try to uh, get him into some some classes for uh, continuing his education. Ken, what what do you got, Ken? Well, I just want to thank you for, you know, coming and talking to us and thank you for providing your children to play for, you know, our entertainment. I think they're they're awesome. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, where this thing uh, takes us and, and where they get to go. I tell you, I, I appreciate it. And uh, I've always wanted to, to tell somebody, you know, because it's just crazy. Oh, can I tell you one, one please, quick thing real please, quick? Absolutely. So where we were sitting there, I know we sitting in 219, Joe's, and a lot of times I sit on the other side, 210. That's where I can see you. But um, so when I sit on 219, I'm right across from the other corner. And there was a fella that sits on the bottom, and he had Sawahi on his shirt. And so they was calling Joshua into the game, and he thought it was Alexis. And he said, uh-oh, Alexis. And I had my jersey on. I said, no, no, Wander. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you got to get it right, buddy. <laughs> oh, my. But anyway. I've never been I've never been one to brag, but I'll tell you what, I am so proud of all of them. And I feel that Joshua has not gotten used to it yet. Because I'm telling you, Joshua, <laughs> Joshua has... A target. He can he can shoot that ball. And that time he was making that run, and and the turf caught him. Mm-hmm. He made that run against uh, I think it was Tulsa. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he made that run, I was like, "Uh oh, y'all get ready, cause here it goes." Mm-hmm. And he could, and he got caught up. I was like, "Are you joking right now?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to hit it. And I was going to bet on him. <laughs> I was going to bet that he was going to get it. That's funny. <laughs> 
But uh, man, yeah. I'll tell you what, it, it, this is um, th- I, this is great because these are the stories that the community needs to hear more. I mean, and hearing parents and and, and uh, of players and what you have to experience and the work that you have to do to make sure that they're available and that they're being they're they're doing the right thing. You know, not just on the field, but off. It sounds like you and Renee are are, are all over that. Right. And great kids come from great parents. So, well, you know, I thank you. You're welcome. And, uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to finish with? I mean, please. Well, I just want to say that this this soccer, the soccer community here in, in Kentucky is, oh, it's major, dude. It's a lot of talent out right. here. And just like uh, Mario Sanchez's daughter, Ella, mm-hmm. she's next. Okay. You know, she's right. she uh she actually uh, suited up with uh racing uh when they won uh in Bayern Munich versus Bayern right. Munich and she's the uh, same age as Eli- uh same age as Elijah. Okay. No she, yeah, I think she's a senior this year. She's at uh Ballard okay. and uh she is uh she's a beast and it's just amazing the talent that is coming and being able to come over to Louisville City and be recognized and have the opportunity to play in the academy and can go to pro level if they want to. Awesome. And uh, it's about time. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Because I've seen a lot of people like got away from here. You know, like Haji. Right. You know, I don't know if you know about Haji, but Haji was a beast at collegiate and other other players, you know. They just didn't have nothing for them until now. Hopefully, we'll, we'll hopefully, um, not just uh, the academy, but the entire community um, in general c- continues to grow because it's really right. becoming a hotbed. Man, uh, Mike D, I really appreciate this. This was this has been awesome, and um, I, hopefully, we can get together and hang out a little bit more at games when I see you there. That's right. And um, that's right. And that's it, man. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks a well, lot. Thank you. Okay, folks, so there you have it. Uh, episode six of the Center Forward podcast is in the books. Uh, Want to thank everybody that contributed today. Really good show, I thought. And, um, man, hopefully hopefully next week uh, is a little better. A- and um, so I'm cranking some more uh, Claire de Lune. This is one of my favorite pieces of music in, ever. And um, the end of the show today is about, look, man, it sucks. <laughs> but you know what? That's all right. It's okay because uh, look, this is the, we do this for fun, and uh, you can have just as much fun with your friends and and your family when your sports teams lose um, <laughs> as you do when they win. As a disgruntled New York Giants fan, believe me when I tell you. Um, look, man, it's it is what it is, but but, but really, what matters, right? Seriously, be glad that we've. Uh, got a life that a lot of people would 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 beg to have in a country that a lot of people want to come to as opposed to leave <laughs> that's for sure man there's always a uh, silver lining and I hope uh, no matter what's going on in your life because this is nothing compared to the, some of the struggles we're all dealing with right now hopefully you find your silver lining in your faith or your friends or your family or your loved ones whatever your puppy your kitten if you have a lizard <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> nah, we'll have better times we will it's gonna be fine anyway there you go another episode of the center forward podcast for everyone that was on it this is joe valla saying uh, have a great week and we'll see you soon